Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Pittsburgh Pirates Rant Podcast for a Friday. Congratulations, you made it through the week. By the time you're listening to this, you're probably done work. You're sitting at home, you're having a beer, you're smoking weed, whatever the hell you do on a Friday night. Maybe you're just sitting watching a movie um, with the wife tonight. I don't know. But whatever reason you're listening to this podcast, most people are probably listening to this on like Saturday morning, getting ready for the NFL playoff games, which I'm really excited about. Um, I am calling out on Saturday. But here's the good thing. I worked a lot of extra hours this week. And people, where I work, it's my retirement job. It's not a very serious job. People call out all the time including the managers. That's really the way to do it. Rather than requesting off, everybody just calls out when they want to. And I I haven't called out a lot. Um, Over the first three months, I called out twice, but once I had a note for a dental emergency. So really one time I called out and I really needed it. I was exhausted at that time. This time I'm calling out because, well, first of all, I did get the hours in this week. I am pretty tired physically. And Probably emotionally, too, as well, after working a lot of late nights. Um, But um, really for these football games, you know, I have to go to a party with the wife on Saturday afternoon. I don't know how much of the Kansas City game I'll be able to catch. Probably the second half. But Saturday night is um, Eagles-Giants, which for me, that's the game of the weekend just because I'm an NFC East guy. Um, And I want to see how Daniel Jones does. I want to see how um, the Eagles do. Um, And I don't know. I think it's going to be a close game. Uh, And then the other games this weekend, um, they're all going to be pretty good. Buffalo at Cincinnati. Cincinnati hasn't impressed me this year. Their record is good, but they just haven't, like, impressed me as much as Buffalo. It doesn't mean they won't win. I just think Cincinnati has some injuries. Their run game isn't what it was last year. Um, Their offense hasn't been as explosive as it was last year. And I think that Buffalo can still have an explosive offense. Um, You know, probably just a tick below Kansas City, but we'll see how Kansas City does this weekend against Jacksonville. All good games, though. They really are. Um, The other NFC game um, has to be San Francisco and... um, Not sure. They're playing... That's a good game, too, right? San Francisco and Dallas. I mean, um, um, which Dak are we going to get to see, Right. And Brock Purdy, as a rookie, how is he going to do in the um, divisional game? Those are pretty fun things to watch. All these games are going to be good. But it's baseball time when we listen to this podcast. And the big thing that happened this week, other than Andrew McCutcheon that we knew was coming, um, is the Baseball America Top 100 list. And um, I was taking a look at it, and it really is... Um, an indictment on Ben Sherrington and how his drafts have gone. And I don't have the list in front of me because, as I told you guys, like if I leave this site, sometimes there's bugs and uh, my podcast doesn't record properly and I can't stop it and it just keeps going. Then I lose it and I can't edit it and just it's it's bad. Bad things happen. So I can't really leave where I'm at on my phone. But um, just off the top of my head, um, going back to the first draft under Ben Sherrington when we took um, Nick Gonzalez, who I like. I think he has a chance to be um, an everyday second baseman, maybe a 260 to 270 hitter. Not a lot of power, but some doubles. Um, 
probably could be an Adam Frazier type, um, possibly could develop into a um, Neil Walker type. But, um, I, you know, I think he's an upgrade over Rodolfo Castro uh, because I think his defense is more reliable and I think he's going to bat for a higher average than Rodolfo Castro, even if he doesn't have Castro's power. Um, you know, I just think he'll be a more consistent player. Now, there's no way to tell until it actually happens. So I'm not going to pretend that I'm Nostradamus here and able to predict the future, you know, which is what these prospect lists try to do. Uh, and they're not very good at it, frankly. But the fact that it's so far off, you know, there was a guy, um, Jordan Walker, who was taken by the St. Louis Cardinals after the Pirates took um, Nick Gonzalez. And he's like in the top five on this list. And Nick Gonzalez isn't even on the list. So that is a pretty bad indictment of how that draft went. Um, There was only five picks. And the number two pick in 2020 is um, the only other guy that you would consider having a possibility of making the team at some point or at least staying on the team at some point. And he has done poorly. Um, I believe that is Jared Jones was 2020. Um, He has not done well. So the only top 50 guy that the Pirates have is Andy Rodriguez, who um, was in this system, I believe, before there was a trade that brought him over. And it might have been a um, Ben Sherrington trade. But he was kind of a throw-in on a trade from the Mets. And he just has panned out. He's a good baseball player. And this is what a lot of the Pirates fans don't realize is that you can see guys ranked high. You can draft them based on tools, but eventually they're going to have to play good baseball. And the fact that Henry Davis did not play good baseball this year, I was very adamant in um, letting you guys know that, you know, and I don't think the reality has hit you guys until now that Henry Davis dropped 50 spots and he's number 74 on the list. Um, Luis Ortiz is on the list. And there's only one other guy on the list, Tamar Johnson, um, who has only barely cracked the top 50, even though Pirates guys were finding somebody's quote that he was the best hitter in the last 50 years or something like that. Come on. You know, you got to know that stuff like that is bogus. Um, he did not <clears throat> perform very well in his first taste of baseball, which is probably why he's only 49th. They don't have much to look at, but Baseball America's smart. They look at whether these guys can play baseball, you know, not how they're hyped up and not how their tools are. How did they do in baseball? And you have guys in the second Ben Sherrington draft um, where they took Henry Davis um, Marcelo Meyer and Jordan Lawler are both in the top 15. And Jordan Lawler, for some reason, he's the guy that I really like. Uh, other people prefer Meyer. But the fact is, they didn't take either of those guys. Um, they went cheap with Henry Davis so they could um, save their money for later rounds and try to spread out the risk. And whether that worked or not, I don't know. I mean, the other guys that they took, none of them are on the top 100. Not Anthony Solomedo, not Bubba Chandler, um, not Lonnie White Jr., who obviously hasn't even played much. Um, he has a partially torn ligament in his elbow. And we just, they tried playing him last year and then they, they shut him down again. So I haven't heard anything about him actually undergoing surgery. 
But they really don't report much on Lonnie White Jr. I mean, he's pretty quiet. But the fact is, as good as people were hyping up the draft, people were like shitting themselves on Pirates Twitter, how great that draft was. Um, Henry Davis has performed poorly. And if that continues, he won't even be in the top 100 this time. Not even this time next year for the midseason rankings. Um, He's got a lot to prove. Um, A couple guys had dropped off the list, which is not a surprise to me. Um, Quinn Priester, um, he performed okay, but he missed part of the year because of an injury. And then probably what doomed him for being on the list is um, his poor performance in the Arizona Fall League. And I don't know who else was expected to be on the list. Mike Burroughs didn't quite make the list um, because there's a lot of new guys in here, you know, and that's why there's a lot of new guys, not just guys that were drafted, but also players that were um, international players, a la Andy Rodriguez, who just played well and played themselves onto the list. And like I said, uh, Baseball America has really tried to do better at this. Um, and they have gotten away from just going on tools and going on where guys were drafted. And they focus it mainly on performance. And you know what? who also does that now is that um, fan graphs. They really like to look at performance when ranking these guys. So it's a terrible, terrible ranking for the Pittsburgh Pirates. And last year's draft, at least at first glance, was not good. I mean, nobody knows what a draft is going to be for at least five or six years. Um, But it just doesn't look good, right? I mean, I can't think of anything that really looked good. I would have taken, um, you know, somebody other than Tamar Johnson, probably probably an outfielder. Uh, And then after that, it was just a hodgepodge of pitching. Uh, One guy had just gotten Tommy John surgery. Um, There wasn't a lot of, I don't know, things to get excited about in that draft. And it showed because there wasn't a lot of as much buzz on Pirates Twitter. But I think that even the um, fans that were really harsh with me when I was pointing out how poorly the Pirates minor league system was going last year. um, I said on Twitter that um, the Pirates minor league system is a mess right now. And people just freaked out like, Oh, I think the Pittsburgh Pirates rant podcast is a mess right now. And it was constant, like the beratement was constant. And I ended up blocking, um, I blocked 600 people. And I I didn't even think the Pirates had that many fans. But yeah, these people were just so annoying. And I just couldn't take it anymore because I couldn't really say, you know, what I was feeling, what I was seeing. Reporting the truth is the way I look at it. You know, I was reporting what was actually happening, which was almost every Pittsburgh Pirate minor leaguer was performing poorly um, the year before things went well. And I was excited about guys like um, Matthew Frazier, you know, I was excited about uh, and I had called him like Matt the Bat Frazier, you know, and I was excited about Nick the Stick Gonzalez, especially after his um, performance in the Arizona Fall League. But seeing as how these guys performed in double A, it was underwhelming, you know, not good enough to be on a top 100 list. Um, so we had one good year in the minors where we were feeling hopeful about quite a few guys. Um, even Carmen Majinski or Madinsky, um, we were excited about him at one point. Um, he had a good year, at least a good start. Uh, he just completely fell off the radar this year. 
Um, as did a lot of guys that people were hopeful for. There's some people that are still hopeful for Hudson Head, <laughs> you know, because he was in the top 10 at one point. Um, man, a lot of the guys we traded for are just really bad, you know. Uh, and to have only four guys represented on the top 100, and two of them were guys that just came out of nowhere, um, Luis Ortiz and Andy Rodriguez. Now, especially Luis Ortiz. Andy Rodriguez was was always performing pretty well. He was on my top 10 list over the last couple of years. Um, I had him in the top five most of the time as well. Um, and his performance last year was off the charts, um, which is why he's tw- in, just missed the top 25. But, you know, he you have to perform to stay on this list. And the problem with the Pittsburgh Pirates is their minor league players did not perform last year. I've said this again and again, but I feel like I have to say it over and over for you guys to understand how bad it was. Bradenton was really bad most of the year. They started playing a little better towards the end of the year. Greensboro was a disaster. Altoona was a disappointment in that most of the guys like Laover Paguero, they just didn't step up, you know, like they, they didn't do as well as we had hoped. We thought that they had more talent on that team. And, you know, AAA is what it is. So if we look at this top 100 list, Baltimore Orioles have eight guys on the list. Um, Arizona, I think, has seven, including four of the top 33, which is much better than the Pirates. Arizona is much better than the Pirates. And, you know, how that happened is just poor drafting and poor trading. You know, I don't, I don't know how you had Arizona pass you up so quickly. Um, the Cincinnati Reds have a guy that's just... He is just performing ridiculously well. And his name is Ellie De La Cruz. He hits 550 feet home runs. He hits for average much better than O'Neill. He looks, he seems to be better than O'Neill Cruz, but you never know until they prove it in the big leagues, right? But I, like I said on a couple earlier podcasts, I think that him, Cruz and Cruz will at least be fun. As bad as the Reds are and as bad as the Pirates are, at least we get to see Cruz versus Cruz every game. Because they're both position players. And that's something I'm excited about watching this year with the Pirates. Um, uh, Who else was represented well? Um, The Mets have three of the top 34 or something like that. Um, And just think about that. As much money as the Mets have, they are outperforming the Pirates on this list. And the Mets do not draft high. I mean, one of the guys they probably got for a lot of money from the um, international draft but just the fact that the Mets are represented so highly on this list is not good. And the, and the Brewers, a team that um, a lot of the Pirates fans were just saying that they had nothing, you know. And they don't have a very deep system. But the Brewers have, I think the guy's name is Jackson Churio or something like that. They have a top 10 guy. And we don't have a top 20 guy. We don't even have a top 25 guy. And it just, it's really harsh to see. I can imagine the shock and awe of Pirates fans just looking at this Baseball America list because it was like maybe a year ago, year and a half ago, just before we drafted Henry Davis and whatnot, that people were saying, it might even been right after we drafted Henry Davis, people were saying that Pirates are going to be the number one system. There's no doubt about it because we're going to trade this guy, we're going to trade that guy, and we're going to draft number one, you know? Far from it. I mean, they are somewhere near number 10 
most likely. I would say, and I didn't see the list. I would say that in the top five, you definitely have the Orioles consensus number one. You have Arizona probably in the top five. You have Tampa Bay in the top five. You have the Dodgers maybe in the top five. Um, And then you have other teams that are performing better than really both the Pirates and the Reds. I mean, the Pirates and the Reds are just the dog shit of the major leagues, and they just happen to be in the same division. And that is the best comparison right now to the Pirates as the Reds. Neither of these organizations are doing well right now. Um, the Reds do have that Ellie De La Cruz, but we have O'Neill Cruz in the in the majors already. The Reds have a complete young pitching rotation, but it's unproven. And the Pirates have an okay pitching rotation, um, but it's also somewhat unproven. I mean, Rowanza Contreras is definitely still unproven. He's he's sort of lumped in with those Reds guys that have been around a year or so. Uh, but other than that. Um, we really don't know how good JT Brubaker is going to be, even though I like the guy. You know, I think that he could be a, a number four starter. Just the fact that he's stuck in the major leagues this long is pretty good. And then Mitch Keller stuck in the major leagues through some terrible, terrible numbers. Really the worst numbers of anybody over the three-year period. Ugh. And then in May of last year, sorry, I am tired today. It's been working a lot. Um, And I had some tea, but I'm just still sleepy. Um, Mitch Keller really took a step forward last year. And I'm good for him. You know, I enjoy watching him now. Um, I'm hoping that Bednar comes back, you know, nicely. But the point, and a lot of what I do is I follow not just what's going on in the major leagues. Oh, and I think my... um, I think my pad might come today. You know how I wanted a um, a pad so I could surf surf the internet? Um, I think I got my iPad in the mail today. It was used, but still, it's something that I can do on the back deck in the summer to do my podcast, and I'm looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, when you look at this list, it just really, really is really, really bad. It couldn't have gone much worse last year for the Pirates minor leagues. And if not for Andy Rodriguez... The sky would really be falling. I mean, things would be disastrous right now. Thank God for Andy Rodriguez, who really performed well and has given us something to talk about. And really, thank goodness for Luis Ortiz. Uh, Even though he could not find the um, strike zone in his last start, he showed enough to make this top 100 list, which is nice, you know. He should be uh, the number six starter next year. It'd be interesting to see if he makes the team out of camp um, or if they want to start him back in the minor leagues. Um, it just I think that's going to p- depend on how he performs. But those are your guys. Those are your four guys. You know, It's looking really, really bad for Henry Davis, which I said over and over again that people were writing off the fact, oh, Henry Davis is fine. You know, his, his, his um, shit... Yeah, whatever it was, his elbow, his um, wrist, whatever the heck it was, was a little banged up. He's going to be okay. You know, I wouldn't read anything into it. Well, read this into it. He's barely in the top 75 prospects, while Jordan Mayer and um, Marcella Meyer, Jordan, whatever his name is, and Marcella Meyer in the top 15. 
Jordan Lawler. I mean, come on, man. You know what I'm saying? Come on. That is not good. Anyone can see that it's not good. And it's not just me saying it's not good anymore. It's Baseball America saying it's not good anymore. But regardless, you know what? Maybe just enjoy football this weekend because this was a really piss poor list. Um, Enjoy the weekend, man. I'm really looking forward to divisional weekend. And then the following weekend, we only get two games, I guess. Um, But it's the championship games, right? Those are awesome. So um, peace out. We love you. Later.